your need-to-know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max. A deep dive into all things intriguing, riveting, and entertaining. Now, here's your host, Sandy Max. Happy Tuesday, February 20th. I am Sandy Max. Thank you for joining me on What's on Tap tonight, Vivarium. What is that? It's the newest venue in Milwaukee, opening tonight. And you'll hear what's special about this spot and get perspective on whether there are too many performance spaces in our area. Black History Month continues. The Milwaukee Brewers are teaming up with the American Black History, uh, excuse me, American Black Holocaust Museum on a free event this weekend. Milwaukee Bucks fans, there's a brand new app that brings you even closer to your favorite team. You'll hear samples from one of the podcasts that takes you behind the scenes of the new Giannis Attentacumpo documentary and find out what else the Bucks Plus app has in store for you. And a People's Choice Awards music icon who could get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. He brings us a love-filled tune for the song you need to hear tonight. But first, I have encouragement for all of our Wisconsin arts organizations. If you heard me yesterday on What's on Tap, it was a pleasure to list out the 14 Wisconsin organizations that were chosen to receive grants from the National Endowment of the Arts, nearly $400,000 of grant money, which doesn't have to be paid back, were awarded to Northern Sky Theater in Fish Creek, also the Madison Opera and Florentine Opera Companies, Bembe Drum and Dance, Kothi Dance Company, Kids from Wisconsin, Latino Arts, to uh, support a bilingual community arts and programming focused on Dia de los Muertos. Uh, Also, Milwaukee Rep for their production of Little Women and the related education programming. Present Music, which does just great work preserving traditional music and being kind of experimental. And they got support for some new chamber music works. UW-Milwaukee, a dance program that is going to be a new dance theater work from choreographer, writer, director, and filmmaker David Rousseff. And yesterday I told you I hadn't heard of him before, but I did my research and he's been a distinguished professor at UCLA's Department of World Arts and Cultures and Dance. So he'll be creating something special for UW-Milwaukee. Also, Marcus Center for the Performing Arts, Milwaukee Film, and my ad to support a design internship program for Milwaukee area youth. So that is all great news that the NEA, National Endowment for the Arts, are supporting our state's culture. Now, how can organizations get a grant for next year? Aha! Apply! The Challenge America grant applications, which were just awarded, they are being accepted by the NEA through April 25th, and there are a lot of other types of grants available as well. And the organization will help you. They have a webinar next week to help you fill out the application because that can be intimidating sometimes. The NEA website is arts.gov. That's arts.gov. So uh, if you love your arts and culture and you want to help out some of your favorite organizations, large or small, let them know uh, about the applications and the grants that they can apply for. A new place to see new bands. That's what's next on What's on Tap. The last resort that comes with a grueling and painful recovery. And from what I've been told, it never really feels quite natural. A total knee replacement may make the pain you're living with eventually go away. But it opens up a Pandora's box of other possible issues. And that's why surgeons who really do care will tell you that it's a last resort. There are other surgeons who cry, Replace! Replace! But the physicians you'll find at Rejuvenex are primarily concerned with 
relief. And you may find out that the relief we give you helps so much so that you may not need to get that total knee replacement. This is Richard Salinas, registered nurse with Rejuvenix Arthritis Clinics. Our FDA-approved pain treatments aid inflammation and lubricate your joints. And in most cases, insurance has been shown to cover the costs. At Rejuvenix, we can alleviate your pain, and that'll rejuvenate your life. Juvenex.com to request your appointment. You're listening to What's on Tap with Sandy Max on WTMJ. Back against the wall, I'm still getting. If I took a loss, I'm still winning. I ain't took a loss. That is the sound of local artist Wave Chappelle performing tonight at the opening of a brand new Milwaukee venue on the east side called Vivarium. And Adorner is opening for Wave Chappelle. And Adorner is a band that I have just been clued into. They're a female trio that I'm interested to see new psychedelic pop rock force. So new bands that you can see at a new space called Vivarium. And today's Wisconsin Midday News with WTMJ's Jessica Ty and Eric Bilstead. Well, on the show today, they welcome two of the people who have created this new performance space and learn all about this addition to the Milwaukee music scene in this conversation. Gary Witt, CEO of the PAPS Theater Group, and COO Matt Berenger join us live in the studio to tell us about tonight's concert and what's to come down the road. Thanks for joining us, guys. This is so exciting, and this is like pivotal time for you right now. Yeah, thank you very much. We're very excited. You know, we uh, we currently operate five other venues in the city, and they're all various sizes, you know, ranging all larger than this, ranging from 1,000 up to 4,000. So the ability to be able to bring together a, a 450 capacity venue with the absence of the back room, which we ran for a number of years, is really, uh, really a good feeling. And we really like the size and we really love the space. So who's playing this free concert tonight? People hear free and they're like, ooh, and <laughs> free and, and free music. Well, we, we have an artist, a local Milwaukee artist named Wave Chappelle, along with some DJs from, uh, you know, various parts of the city. Yeah, we had, a, we had an open RSVP and we, uh, it well exceeded the number that we could use. So we know that some of those people might or might not show up. And we've got a kind of a private friends and family event that'll happen in advance, especially to thank a lot of the workers who I think spent the majority of their life, uh, you know, the people from Findorf and from TKWA lived in that space uh, for a number of months and did just a wonderful job. So take us inside Vivarium. Vivarium. What are we going to see? What are we going to feel when we walk in those doors? Well, I think you're going to find and see and feel something that's quite unusual for a club of that size. It's quite natural feeling in the room. Uh, there are eight skylights in the roof that shine directly up into the night sky. Love that. Um hmm. Uh, hence kind of the name vivarium it's also filled with a lot of living things so there are beautiful uh, plants and moss walls living throughout the space i think the most important thing that you see in the space is that as matt and i you know now doing this for over 20 years in milwaukee and we don't do things in alaska or des moines we are a milwaukee business and a milwaukee and a wisconsin company i think a lot of the things that we were able to put together actually came from the state of Wisconsin or around sure. the city. So the wood on the walls comes from a forest up in northern Wisconsin, the trees that are over 100 years old that were milled and farmed by a guy uh, for us up north. Uh, the bathroom facilities, which are amazing and outstanding for a club of that size, well, that's come from the Bradley Corporation in Menominee Falls. We're really pleased to be able to work with them. 
We've got furniture built by furniture uh, by a company in Door County, a, a guy in Door County that built furniture for us. So a lot of things in the space. Uh, the lights uh, by a young guy who really has done a wonderful job in the space where he built uh, for our backstage area as well as for front of house. And then when you first walk in, you'll see these beautiful, natural, rusted-out lights that are in the entryway. That's by a young guy who, who we've just started to work with now. It sounds fantastic. You, you mentioned at the top the back room at Collectivo. That was so special. You, you saw a concert in a coffee shop. It was really different. I, I remember I went there to go see Five for Fighting back in 2016. It was such a neat mm. experience. So remind people what happened to that spot to get us where we are here today with the new venue. Well, as an aside, Five for Fighting also playing at Vivarium uh, later on in the spring. So <laughs> oh, good. I got to get website. that date. Yeah, let okay. us know on that. The back room at Colectivo started as something we thought was going to be a, a one-off show or two. Uh, where we were going to be doing a couple of things a month. And uh, it really grew uh, as, as I think we uh, discovered uh, how potent a uh, developmental venue in the city of Milwaukee like that could be for both local and touring artists. And, um, it, you know, the fact was was that it was, it was time to move on to something else. It is great to see something in a, in a space like uh, the Backroom at Colectivo that felt like a found space and and that was a ended up being a pretty iconic and legendary place for some shows over a short period of time but you know it was time to move into a a truly permanent home in vivarium for a great developmental venue here in milwaukee now the fact that our two companies we have a great relationship 20 plus year relationship with cotivo previously altera and yes the fact that we could start this thing up you know as a fully functioning business while they had a fully functioning business in front was incredibly impossible to think you could actually even do that but we did it for so many years but to matt's point i mean you know sooner or later we had to grow this thing that we we realized especially because we have this developmental ladder that grows from each building to each building you know we had uh you know an artist named mitski that played the back room in 2018 the end of 2018 for 300 people sold out and then coming out of the pandemic we put the show on sale with mitski at the riverside it sold out and we moved it up to the high life theater so how things kind of grow uh, in those venues is really important. But also, I think what's really important for us, and it relates to the Mitski situation, is that small venues like like Vivarium, like the Cactus Club, like Shank Hall, like the Cooperage, all those venues, they act as a place where people discover new artists. And it's important to have places like that. But I think it's equally important for a city of Milwaukee, as we're all in that battle to discover Milwaukee for people outside, it's also the place where artists discover Milwaukee the first time. So our goal is to make sure that people stop here in Milwaukee. We don't care about other cities around us. <laughs> we only care about Milwaukee. We want them to come here, explore and discover Milwaukee, and then want to stay here as they develop in other venues. Are there any uh, potential challenges when it comes to the number of venues? You just rattled off a couple of of that same ilk. Then, of course, you guys have yours. You have Fiserv. You hear Pottawatomie talking about building something. Uh, the Deer District is thinking about some of that. Could there be the challenge of having too many venues to have music or artists come and perform in? Look, I, I don't think any of us can speak to what is out there in the future, you know, uh, but the fact is is that uh, right now Milwaukee has a really vibrant live music scene. I think that when we look at adding something like Vivarium, which is really, again, replacing uh, a piece that, yeah. that we had, I think that all of these venues, whether it's the concert venues that the Paps Theater Group manages or things like the Rave, 
Shank yeah, Hall, the right. Cooperage, they all serve different functions and different audiences. There's always going to be some level of overlap, but I think the goal, uh, at least in our world, is to provide something unique to the entertainment community, you know, serve a wide, diverse audience. Sure. One of the beautiful things about Milwaukee that some other cities like maybe Madison don't have is the fact that we're 70 miles away from 9.9 million people also. Sure. So in addition to the 1.5 million people in the Milwaukee metro market, Chicago metro is 9.9 million people. On a regular basis at our Riverside shows, 25 to 30% of our buyers come from below the state line. So Milwaukee is an undiscovered city for many, and it's also traffic-free. It's not as dense as Chicago is. It's certainly not as expensive to park and, and to go to restaurants, et cetera. So I think we're still in the discovery phase of people coming from the border and coming up here and enjoying Milwaukee, and that's a wonderful advantage of, of the geography of where Milwaukee exists. Anything new for the other PAPS theater group venues? Well, we do have some things planned. You know, we, we've really, you know, we took over uh, High Life Theater last year, We've been hard at work on that. We'll be able to talk about some things shortly and maybe show some images of it. But we've, uh, we're known in our industry for having a wonderful backstage experience for artists. The Riverside, we have a private chef, a sous chef, a pastry chef, and a barista for artists because life on the road, um, sucks. That's what it does. It's not good. It's not a good thing, right? You're on the road. You're on a bus. You basically have 90 minutes of your life that are exciting and the rest of it is tedious and you're fed bad lunch meat backstage or takeout food. So, We've, you know, Matt and I have been known for a long time that when artists come to our venues, they have a great experience. So as soon as we took over High Life, one of the first things we focused on was that, was we built a beautiful dining room, which we'd love to invite you guys to come out and enjoy an experience sometime. And we were just finishing up with some of the licensing, uh, finishing up our kitchen at High Life as well. So the kitchen and the dining room are really incredible things that encourage artists to want to come back again because Life on the Road is not exciting it can be really tedious and boring, and the food is really bad. So we're Milwaukee. We have to work harder, try harder, and that backstage experience tells artists that we're intentionally trying harder. That, and we're also in the middle of making some changes in the seating that we'll be able to announce soon at High Life as well, because like all of our other venues, you'll find the Riverside, for example, on one night we can do a band like Widespread Panic or My Morning Jacket where we take out 600 seats in the front and we put people in a standing room pit and then at the same time we have reserved in the other areas we can offer both the kind of flexibility of that or the next night it can be an all-seated show with harry connick jr or nora jones or everyone sitting in red velvet right. seats with their hands clasped but it doesn't smell like beer and bongs on that <laughs> night. i think bongs are legal aren't they? I'm not sure. i can't i, I can't no, really I keep track way. of it at, at the state level but i believe bongs are legal i've said that on tmj Oh, man, that cracks me up. I, I will say you guys are definitely known for that backstage ex experience. I talked to Adam Duritz of the Counting Crows and went to, this is uh, years ago now, maybe like seven years ago or so, and uh, got to go backstage, and, and they talked about that, the food and just uh, how welcoming it is. Yeah. So kudos to you for, for doing that for a long time now and for continuing that as well. Uh, you know, we are in an industry that's dominated by massive monopoly conglomerates. I mean, we are... And independent. And this is what we do, and this is our focus. We don't, again, have to think about other cities. We focus only on this. We have to find ways to stand out. We also have to find ways to be able to fight to bring artists to Milwaukee. We're doing over 800 shows a year in the six venues that we have, and we have a beautiful private event space called the... Uh, the Fitzgerald. Yeah, the Fitzgerald mm -hmm. that we bought uh, and renovated last year that we really just love. And we have a, a great private events manager, Ann Leonard, uh, who does a wonderful job managing those, and that place is really beautiful also. 
Fantastic. Gary Witt and Matt Berenger from the Pamps Theater Group. Thank you both for joining us on Midday today. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. An insightful conversation with Pamps Theater Group CEO Gary Witt and COO Matt Berenger on Wisconsin's Midday News earlier today with WTMJ's Jessica Tai and Eric Bilstad. And you can get a first look inside Vivarium, even if you can't be there tonight. Go to our website, WTMJ.com. And WTMJ's Julian Johnson uh, shared a video that he took inside and has an article there. So check that out at WTMJ.com. Lots of bands are booked at Vivarium this spring, including uh, a beloved duo, I remember, and saw at Summerfest a couple years ago. Uh, Jacko Pierce is coming to play March 22nd. That could be my night to check out Vivarium. How the Milwaukee Brewers are enabling more people to get enlightened during Black History Month. That's on the way on What's on Tap on WTMJ. Does your advisor do that? Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Start at AnnexWealth.com. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max. Let me take you down. Indulging in some Beatles music on What's on Tap on WTMJ. I am Sandy Max and Milwaukee Brewers update, Milwaukee Bucks new app update. And the song you need to hear is all coming up. Uh, I'm excited about it. And if you uh, ever need to catch up on any of the What's on Tap episodes that you have missed, whether it's uh, behind the scenes of the Bob Euchre documentary or uh, some of the other interviews that... uh, with Grammy, multiple Grammy Award winner Cheryl Pavelski from Milwaukee. You can always catch up at WTMJ.com or wherever you find your podcast. Because you know how it is. Sometimes you're like, oh, I didn't drive home the other night uh, at the regular time and I missed an episode. It's all there for you. Plus, you can catch up on our brand new lineup, which is fresh this week. And if you still haven't caught up on the new lineup, just text the word lineup, L-I-N-E-U-P, to WTMJ Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's line up to 855-616-1620. More of What's on Tap is coming up after the news here on WTMJ. What's on Tap with Sandy Max is back on WTMJ. This monumental moment in black history is sponsored by Tayback Law, Educators Credit Union, Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin, and American Family Insurance. In October of 1966, after the 5th Street Freedom House, home to the NAACP Youth Council, was firebombed by the Ku Klux Klan, the Milwaukee Commandos were born. Seeing the lack of protection being offered to marchers by those who were charged with serving and protecting, a call was put out for young black youth to step in and fill that void. Dressed in black boots, a black beret, and a shirt that simply read Commando and blazing across the front or back. These young people ages 18 to 30 committed themselves to protecting those who fought injustice by any means necessary. After the marches ended, the work of the Commandos didn't stop. 
Some transformed into the Commandos Project One, where from the mid-60s through the 80s, they involved themselves in social activism and became one of the most active social agency groups in this city's history, the Milwaukee Commandos. This monumental moment in black history is sponsored by Tayback Law, Educators Credit Union, Freighted and the Medical College of Wisconsin, and American Family Insurance. Local history out there from our sister station, 101.7 The Truth, and the 60s weren't that long ago, and it's just disappointing that you can't have a march to make a point nonviolently without people throwing things at you, whether it was eggs or worse, and that was why the Milwaukee Commandos got together to protect the people who were marching to protest bad housing, you know, housing discrimination, which there are still levels of that now uh, in our city and in our state. But to protect the people who were just saying, hey, this isn't right. I'm drawing attention to it because there were terrible people lobbing stuff at them, eggs and rocks and glass. So uh, shout out to uh, those people who continue to make a difference and took action. And you can learn more about black history for free on Sunday because the Milwaukee Brewers, their charitable organization called the Brewers Community Foundation, is partnering with America's Black Holocaust Museum downtown. Free admission to the museum on Sunday from noon till five. And that is technically Founders Day. And if you aren't familiar, Dr. James Cameron is the founder and he is uh, left a legacy of promoting civil rights, racial unity and equality. But one of his unique distinctions is he is supposedly one of the only survivors of a lynching. So he has seen some harsh, harsh, ugly realities. And his legacy is to help enlighten people and bring people together through America's Black Holocaust Museum, which has been resilient. Uh, They've closed, reopened, and on Sunday, it will be the two-year anniversary of the museum's grand reopening and what would have been the 110th birthday of Dr. James Cameron. And Cecilia Gore, she's wonderful. She's the executive director at the Brewers Charitable Foundation, and she says that the Brewers are just absolutely honored to help America's Black Holocaust Museum, not just to get people to stop by on Sunday, if you've never, ever been there. It's a reason to stop by, um, and also to build their membership. And lots of galleries and lots to learn. So that is Sunday for free at America's Black Holocaust Museum in downtown Milwaukee. Milwaukee Bucks update how you can get to know the team even better. Next on What's on Tap. To What's on Tap on WTMJ. It is What's on Tap on WTMJ. I am Sandy Max with brand new, fresh Milwaukee Bucks news. Today is the launch of a brand new app called Bucks Plus. It's an audio content platform uh, that we're partnering with the Milwaukee Bucks, and it's the first of its kind partnership with some of the biggest names in basketball. Some You're going to get that hardcore hoop discussion and game recaps, all of that really sportsy stuff. But the other cool thing is you're going to really get behind the scenes with some of your favorite personalities. And these podcasts, uh, the one I'm really excited about is called Behind the Bucks. And it's going to take you, the first two episodes take you behind the scenes of the brand new Giannis documentary that you probably heard just premiered on Amazon Prime or Prime Video, as we call it, yesterday called Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. And... 
Today's episodes that just dropped today are hosted by Jen Latta from ESPN Milwaukee and interviews with the director of the documentary, Kristen Lapis, and also the producer, Connor Shell. And you'll also uh, be able to hear episodes later this week from Giannis's brother, Thanasis, kind of a last dance style sit down with Thanasis. So it's really going to be a way to get to know the Bucks even more, whether you are a hardcore fan or a casual fan that just likes to root them on. Uh, but Kristen Lapis, she's got a great background. She's done a lot of 30 on 30s and really knows her stuff. And you can hear her by her last name, Lapis. She also has Greek heritage and she earned Giannis's trust and was able to spend the past couple of years working on this documentary with Giannis. This is a, a quote from the Behind the Bucks podcast. Obviously, they have reverence for their dad, but but the respect and that they have for the sacrifice. Let's try it again. Let me get let me get uh, the right. Here we go. It was two, a two year process from the first time we, we filmed with them until now, basically. Um, you know, we went to Athens five times for the project. Uh, that's where he and his family spend their off seasons. Um, and so he's very comfortable there. So it was important to us that we invested the time and money to to be able to to capture him and his family where they're most at ease um, back back in Athens. And not only where they were most at ease, but also really those neighborhoods that they grew up in and to really help tell that story. And I have not seen it yet, but I have heard really good reviews because it is such a personal story and with all of the family members. So I highly recommend let's all get our eyes on it. Uh, But this is another uh, quote from Kristen Lapis, the director of Giannis, the marvelous journey from the Behind the Bucks podcast uh, about one of the most dramatic moments in Giannis's career. He shared things with us that I don't think he's ever shared with anyone. You mentioned the walking away from basketball that was a serious consideration that he he made um that he hadn't really spoken about in detail before so again i i i hope that people see that you know you might have read an article or seen a a short piece on Giannis, but um i hope this kind of peels back some layers and you you learn something about him that you didn't because i know i did and don't we all just want to get to know Giannis better and hang out with him because i'm one of those people when they won the national championship to see him just continue to be a decent person, a good guy, somebody who embraces Milwaukee. You just, I think a lot of us worried like, oh no, he's going to become a big star, get a big head and get traded to some other team. And we were just his stepping stone. But he just, Giannis and all the Attentacumpos really seem like Milwaukee is their home away from Greece and Connor Shell is the CEO of Words and Pictures, and he's credited with starting Thirty at Thirty at ESPN, and he also is part of the Behind the Bucks podcast on the new Bucks Plus platform, and he shared with ESPN's Jan Latta about the documentary being so authentic because, as much as the stories about Giannis have been told, it's usually from that sports perspective instead of through the family lens, and to talk to all these family members firsthand, including about Charles, the dad who's no longer with us, and just the respect for the family sacrifice, uh, says it, it really was eye-opening. This is an excerpt from the Behind the Bucks podcast with Connor Shell. Obviously, they have reverence for their dad, but but the respect and that they have for the sacrifices 
that Charles made for their family and how they're trying to truly live into that legacy every single day. I mean, again, these are things that can kind of, they sound like talking points or they sound sort of like a, but like when you really experience what they're, how they're living every day and hear from them, you understand how real that is. You can hear a lot more behind the scenes of Giannis, the Marvelous Journey, on the Behind the Bucks podcast, brand new, just dropped today on the Bucks Plus audio content platform. Again, you can find the Behind the Bucks podcast and more podcasts from Bucks Plus wherever you find your podcasts, you know, Apple, Spotify, or go to WTMJ.com. You can learn a lot more. Uh, And also, I recommend... Let's all see Giannis the Marvelous Journey on Prime Video, a song filled with love by possibly a future Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. He's next. It's a song you need to hear on What's on Tap. And now, feast your ears. This is the song you need to hear. Most blokes going to be playing at 10. These go to 11. Lenny Kravitz. As we continue to celebrate Black History Month, uh, he was just awarded the 2024 People's Choice Awards, People's Music Icon Award Sunday, and he is nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You can actually vote for him on the Rock Hall website. Uh, And uh, he is uh, one of those people who lives it, breathes it, and walks it. Let Love Rule is not just the name of this song. It's also the name of his book. And uh, for whatever reason, he got a little heat for saying, can we all come together in his acceptance speech at the People's Choice Awards saying, let love rule. I think it's a good message. It's a great song. It's What's on Tap, the song you need to hear on WTMJ.
sounds of Lenny Kravitz, the song you need to hear tonight on What's on Tap. And if you want him to be a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee, you can vote for him. News is next on WTMJ.